hello and welcome back to another episode of Spilt, where we talk about anything and everything under the sun. I'm Sierra. And I am Parker. How the hell are you guys doing this Thursday morning? I'm sure I'm awake in the future. Well, of course you are, you <laughs> silly boy, if you're listening to this. Hmm, I'm sure I'm awake. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell, but we are recording this at 10 p.m. at night, so it honestly might be a little chaotic. This is the hours we get a little chaotic up in here. You sound disgusting. (laughs) You need to never do that again. I need help is what I need. I need, honestly, you know what I need? Therapy. (laughs) I tried that, girl. (laughs) I need some strong medication is what I need. Some what? Some strong medication. Strong. I thought you said some salt medication. I was like, sir, I'm what is doing, that going to do? I'm doing salt therapy. Yeah, that's actually a real thing. I went to this uh, psychic once, and there was a salt room. It's for healing. No, I've and heard that, but I had never heard of salt medication. Not me, literally. Taking it into a serious topic. Yeah, anyways, when I went to the psychic. I actually <laughs> have been seeing there's that place, the salt room, the like pink sand, pink salt room. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I wanted to go there. Well, I, I went to... Whenever I go to St. George with Kyla, me and Kyla, well, she always makes me go to a psychic. Okay, this is the thing. Whenever I go on a trip with Kyla, which we've been on so many trips together, that bitch always makes me go to a psychic, which I'm like, okay, I'm game for. In St. George in particular, there's this lady who I've been to three times. Because every time well, I'm with she's Kyla, a liar because she said something to you about... Something that we did um, get ourselves into. We got ourselves into a little bit. And she did lie. So that was like two years honestly, ago. Honestly, honestly, expose her as a fraud. I'm just kidding. She's going to be part of the, the series. We're like, we interview her. We drive to St. George. We're like, can you tell us what you meant when you said this? Because <laughs> you so, were a liar. You said this about me, but it didn't come true. So um, I was banking on that, and uh, it didn't turn out. So sue her ass. No, no. <laughs> not her. It's no. That's something. That's something for me. That's something um, for me. Yeah, we don't really have any updates for this episode because, like we said last week, we are batching these bad boys. Um, because when this comes out, I will be in Florida. Yes, you will. I'll be in the Florida sun, getting a tan. Um, Parker was just actually with me. We went to Brooke's house and I got an entire new wardrobe and a lot of the stuff I will be taking to Florida. I honestly took like six swimsuits. I needed to be helped. Well, you're going to, you're, you're doing Bear Lake and Florida. So I think it's kind of fitting. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited for you. I can't wait to see all the content and also just like to hear about it too. I know. So tune in next week guys for another update on, um, a little Florida trip. That's really messed up with my mind because that's like three weeks away. I know. And that weekend, the the week you guys will be listening to this, me and Parker will be in the cabin. I literally think that they don't care. No, everyone cares. I don't everyone cares about every facet of my life. I will say, I think we do have a lot of new listeners. Um, because a lot of people that I've been seeing, at, um, like at the gym or some people I went to dinner with, they're like, oh my gosh, I need to tune in. How's your podcast? And I just forget that there's a lot of people that <laughs> tune in. Because I think in my mind, it's like, oh, Five it's like people. four people that we are close friends with or family with. 
But no, there's people out there who probably, I, they probably found us on the internet somehow. And I, hi. Hi, hello, Thank how are you? Thank you for being ya? here. And we, we're, me and Parker are going to have a sit down and we are going to really just like map out how we're going to make this the best podcast of your guys' lives. So just well, stay already, tuned. It already is, but we want to find a way to elevate it even more. Yeah, we're we're constantly thinking of things, guys. So, um, some, get some, ready, some buckle people, up. Some people call us uh, revolutionaries. Someone once said, "Like <laughs> you guys have, I've never heard of a podcast before until you guys." So, someone asked us if we invented podcasting, and I had to say, you "Unfortunately, know, we, we were didn't. the second. We were the second people to do it." First one was <laughs> call her daddy. <laughs> call her daddy, or my favorite word are or yeah just a couple there's some good ones out there but this episode we're doing another part of am i the asshole because again we are recording two in one two episodes in one night so one of them's got to be <laughs> something that i mean it's not as uh, much have... pressure for us to come up with but <laughs> it, the pressure is on us reading mm-hmm. and um conveying the message clearly because mm-hmm. neither of us um, can read. Um, I'm illiterate. Honestly, I feel more pressure when we do Am I the Asshole compared to a normal episode. Yeah, because you're reading words that are not your own. And I usually I'm <laughs> fine, but as I was trying to read the Lizzo article, I said, do I know what oh, words gosh, are? That damn Lizzo article. <laughs> when, when letters are put together to form something, can I read that accurately? And the answer is Never. no. I cannot because I... My, I think my mouth just works too fast for my brain. You're just so smart. Your brain's just ahead of, uh, just ahead of it. You know, you're just so smart. You're so with it. You yeah. Know? They say people who have high IQs can't read. So <gasps> well, we're both. Is up that there. why I'm so bad at reading? I knew it. Yeah. That's <laughs> why. Uh, is this why we failed AP World Civilizations AP in World 10th grade? Civ? <laughs> The way I literally got a one on that test. We both got ones. I've, I've, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. I will forever remember us walking into that, that room together and filling that test together. Walking out and I knew I failed. I was like, there's no chance in hell. I'm not even like hopeful. And then I did take another, I took two more AP. Did I take three? I took AP art history. I absolutely failed that one as well. And then I did AP Calculus, and I actually think I got a three. I did pass AP Calculus. I did AP Stats, and I um, transferred out of the class after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. I said, no thanks. And I begged my counselor. I was like, hey, uh, could you please get me out of this class? Because I don't like it. I don't want to be here anymore. And I transferred. As you should. As you should. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading back to those AP days. My little cousins, they're not little anymore. They're seniors in high school. They were like, oh, I'm taking AP this, AP this, AP this, concurrent enrollment, concurrent enrollment. I said, girlies. Breathe. Take a belly breath. And Breathe a belly breath, not the belly breath. It's a Miss Rachel. Miss oh, Rachel always says a belly oh breath. I love Miss Rachel in this you household. Know, Last so last week I stayed over at Sierra's house, and we watched Miss Rachel in the morning together with Coast, and I never felt more peace in my life. No, no literally, this man, peace. Coast, can speak because of Miss Rachel, and he also this morning because he I put it on for him in the morning while I like, get his breakfast ready or while he eats or something. 
he, I look over at him in his high chair. He is copying their dancing actions. And I said, he's a genius and we have Miss Rachel to think. So thank. So we don't take any slander towards Miss Rachel. And if you say anything bad about Miss Rachel, I'm not kidding you. It it is on site. Like I will fight for this woman. Miss Rachel's for the mamas and the papas and the papas who who have the babies. Honestly, Miss Rachel's iconic, and I really respect her work. She pops her pussy for that. She really does. Like, the way I could think of 18 songs, just like, off the top of my head that I sing throughout my day, because Mm -hmm. I'm so happy, jump. Uh, No, like, literally, (laughs) she's a a singer-songwriter. She's an icon. She is the moment. And, like, honestly, she puts out a new video within 24 hours, 48 million views. Like, mm. she is making that coin. And so everyone needs to put some respect on her name. And that's the last I'm going to say of it. Amen. Oof. Amen. Amen. So, again, as I was saying, we are going to do Am I the Asshole? And so if you don't like the word asshole, probably just, like, tune out like i think turn off your radio and every single time we do this segment we say this exact same thing because i just want to give people a for a forewarning a foreboding a little a little heads up um so that when we say asshole it's not a jump scare and you know that way they have the opportunity to to turn it off okay so you go ahead start us off Am I the asshole for calling my coworker a nosy bitch after she kept insisting to know my husband's salary? My husband and I have both my husband and I have both 33 been together since college. Over the years he's been he's had quite the career trajectory. He's a quaint quant what? A quant. That says quant. A quant project manager I'm guessing. And makes like 10 times what I make. And I make a good salary. Ha ha. Okay, a subtle flex. As you're growing growing wealthier, I've learned that people become nosier. Friends, acquaintances, relatives, you name it. In the beginning, I would entertain the nosy questions. But since I turned 30, I've adopted a take no shit attitude. Okay, grandma. (laughs) When people ask me how much he makes, I no longer say anything. I've learned the hard way that giving an exact number... Can, be, can have bad consequences. She's Jesus. giving me asshole vibes already. No, she's giving uh, me... Like, one paragraph in, I'm like, you are the asshole bitch. She's giving... Pick me. She's like, my husband makes Kendall so Jenner. much. Uh. Kendall? Um, <laughs> my coworker, 25, is new and already has quite the reputation. Very chatty, catty, gossipy. You get the gist. Me? I'm sorry that us, She's describing me I'm and sorry you. that the 25 and 26-year-olds out here are fun. Okay. Jesus, we have to have fun in the workplace. You can just tell that she craves wealth and status. Okay, and? Who does it? Bitch. <laughs> Watch us get to the end and not we're like, us, she's not the not asshole. It's like literally roasting this poor girl. I bet she's just going through it. She wears a bunch of flashy designer items and is always asking the ladies around the office which of the men are single. Okay, and she's knowing her resources. She's looking for men to date. I and can, she's asking fine. for the single ones, bitch. You want her to go okay. after the married ones? Like, come Goodness. on. Goodness. She's being respectful about that. Ugh. Last Friday, our office hosted an afternoon happy hour. Love. She approached me and asked me how me and my husband's recent vacation to Europe went. I told her it went well and briefly summarized what we did. Then the conversation went something like this. Her. So what does your husband do? Me. He works in finance. Her. Oh, wow. He must... 
make a ton than to be taking you on all these lavish vacations. Hope you don't mind me asking, but how much does he make a year? Me. Yes, we're very lucky that he makes a good salary. Polite smile. Not Her. the polite smile. Oh, come on. I won't tell anyone. How much does he rake in a year? Millions. Me. Awkward chuckle. I'd rather not say. <laughs> but it's up there. Ick. I'm getting the egg from this lady. Okay. Her. What? He doesn't allow you to give the exact number or something? Me. Visibly annoyed. No. I just prefer not to say. Her. Laughs in my face. You'd like to. You'd think like. What? I just had a stroke. You'd, you'd think the stuck-up one would be the one with money, not the one without. She said that? Yes. She said that to the, her. The young girl. The young girl said that. Her laughs in my face. You think the stuck-up one would be the one with money, not the one without. Who is she? Is she saying that? She's to calling herself stuck-up? She's saying that to the wife. Oh. The girl that, she's, that is asking about. Okay, okay, okay. I see now. I see what you're saying. Okay. Me, visibly. No, 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 no. Me, you should learn how to take no for an answer when you and when to quit being a nosy bitch. It's a valuable lesson. Damn. Then I smiled at her and walked away. Later on, I had a few coworkers reach out to me and say that she was crying and left early and that I should apologize for calling her a rude name. I refused. I told my mom and she said I was too rude to the new girl and that she's young and might not fully understand the salary talk. I think she's old enough. Her Husband is fully on my side, but said maybe I should fake apologize for the sake of office politics, which I somewhat agree with, but still, am I the asshole? Okay. Do you want to go or shall you go I? First. This is my thing. I don't think she's an asshole for that. I I think she could have handled the situation better. And I, I get, I mean, not that my husband's making millions and that you would ever want to flex. Like, I get it. But... I think that maybe she could have been like, oh, he makes, you know, if she's comfortable being like, oh, like seven figures, you know, if it is really like millions of dollars and not give an exact thing. I don't know. I think money shouldn't be such a weird thing to talk about. I think it is kind of like here, especially I think like Celsa's like in Australia, they're always like they'll say it with their chest and it's not weird. I think we make it weird. Um but I do think it's none of that girl. If she's not comfortable sharing, the coworker should have just like, you know, read the room and like taken the cue. Calling her a nosy bitch. Slay. I think that's kind of funny. But I, I don't I don't think she's an asshole, even though throughout the entire thing I was saying she's giving asshole vibes. Even though we fully were being mean to her the whole time. I think she has a right to privacy. And the girl should have taken a hint for sure. Cause it's like whenever I'm asking well, not me. Because <laughs> I ask so many people what they make. No, it's like if I were to be asking someone, you know, something about like whether it's like money or another topic, even just like in like other life topics, you know, like whether it's about relationship statuses or like familiar relationships, like you have to like kind of get a hint sometimes when someone doesn't really want to talk about a subject. And that just like falls into the social cue sphere. And this girl, she is 25. She probably is younger in like a corporate setting. So she very well could be learning um, kind of like corporate world things. Etiquette. And like etiquette, especially with coworkers who are new. Like you don't want to push buttons. Like you kind of just like let things happen over time. You don't want to push the envelope a little bit. Um, but it's an interesting discussion. Well, I also think that 
I, if I was like the girl with the rich husband, I would also be put off because she's coming off passive. Like, oh, he must make a lot to take you on these like lavish vacations. Like, yeah. Instead of just being like, wow, that's amazing. If you don't mind me asking, how much does your husband make? And like been like straight up. But it's like the passive being like, wow, he must make a lot. That would honestly get under my skin. I hate the passive well, aggressiveness. And, also, and then to like keep going when she obviously wasn't going to say anything. Well, also she made a comment saying like, well, you think the stuck up one would be the one with money, not the one without. Yeah, like that, that was, was rude. That was asshole. That was rude. She was asshole. She was asshole. Yep. Mm-hmm. 25 year old is an asshole. So I guess the youngins, they just don't know. Those stupid 25-year-olds. Ugh. Ugh, good thing we're not 25 anymore. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my daughter she'd have more say in household decisions if she contributed to the rent? I, 48 female, have two daughters, 22 female and 24 female. Sarah, 24, has a job but lives at home. She pays $500 for monthly rent. 22 female Lily has an autoimmune issues, heart issues, and got a diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome two years ago. Lily considers herself disabled and says her fatigue is too severe to work. Yesterday, Lily and I got into an argument about what decisions she gets to make in the household. We recently downgraded to an apartment after her father and I got a divorce. Lily did not get to see the new place before we moved in and was with a relative during the moving process. So I decided who got what room. I chose the biggest room. Sarah chose the smallest room, but the size difference isn't huge between the rooms. Lily claimed she wasn't upset. She did. Oh, well, Lily claimed she wasn't upset. She did not get to get the biggest room, but was upset that she didn't get input in the decision and says she feels like she doesn't have any say in the decisions of the house or personal space. She cited an example of a few days ago when she took the car keys in. After a doctor's appointment, she took the car keys in after. Okay. And I walked into the bathroom while she was in it to ask for the keys. She asked if she could finish, but I told her I needed the keys right then to see a friend. She felt like it was inappropriate that her personal space was intruded upon. And I came in without knocking. She comes into my room without knocking to ask me questions. So I do not see how it was a big deal. She also told her, oh, I also told her simply, I get the biggest room and I get to decide who gets what in this house because I'm the mother. I then asked Lily, since she doesn't contribute rent to the household, what exactly does she contribute? She listed simple chores and tasks she does that were basic tasks an 11-year-old could do. She claimed because of her chronic illness, it is hard for her to do much and she gets fatigued very easily. I told her if she contributed rent money, she would have more power in family decision making. Lily started crying and said she's currently trying to get disability, but that's a long process. She also said I was being unfair because I know she's been feeling worse the past two months or so. She has lost 12 pounds, hasn't had an appetite, and has been sleeping 12 to 20 hours a day. I told her I understand it's hard that she currently cannot contribute money, but that's just the reality of it. She's pressed to be included in household decisions, and I asked her if she really thought we were equal. She said yes, which is surprising to me. I'm the adult of the household and sole provider. My child is my child, but I do not view her as an equal. Later, Sarah told me that Lily had a conversation with their father, my ex-husband, and he called me an asshole. I told Lily multiple times in the past that if she's so unhappy here, she's free to live with him. But she claims she cannot because he has moved across the country and she doesn't want to leave her team of doctors here. Am I the asshole in this matter? This is an interesting conversation. I think, okay, I have a few thoughts. and I'm going to try and organize them the best way I can. My first initial reaction to this was relating it to my own personal experience because I 
I do live with my parents, for those of you who don't know. And I'm very grateful because, like, my parents and I have a very good relationship. We're very respectful of each other's space. But I know, living in my parents' home, that I am not the head of household. Like, they're the ones who own the home. They're the ones who make the decision for the home. I'm just there living gratefully. You know, like, I living have... Living your best life. I yeah. have my space that I'm able... Like, I'm, I have it. I feel comfortable. But I know that I don't make decisions, like, on how the household is ran. You know, and I respect their rules and stuff. And that's, like, my first reaction is, like, she needs to understand that, like, she has a she has a roof over her head. Like, she has a lot of health issues, which, like, her mom sounds like she is supportive of her in that. Like, she knows she has, she's understanding of that. But you can't expect to, like, make household decisions, A, if you're not there when, like, the moving was happening, and B, if you're not really, like, contributing, you know? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I... But, like, I, I understand her frustration where she, like, doesn't, like, feel included because it is a different dynamic than, like, my current situation because it is her sister and her mom. So it's a different dynamic. But then again, she still, she still has her own room. Well, this is my thing. I feel like the instances she gave are not instances of, like, having household decision-making power. Like, again, like you said, she wasn't there when she moved. So it's like, how do you expect to have a say when you were not there, not helping, not contributing? So like, yeah, you don't get to pick what room you get. And it's like the mom's obviously going to pick whatever room she wants. And then the other daughter that was there gets to choose. And like, so sorry. And it's like, if you were there, what were you guys going to do? Battle it out? You know, like, like, of course, the mom's going to get the biggest room. She's the mom. Yeah. And then secondly, her one of being like, I'm not getting to to contribute in household matters of her mom walking in getting the keys from her while she's in the bathroom that has nothing to do with making household decisions that (laughs) is just like that's my personal preference that you don't do that and that's it that's like so i really yeah i don't feel like this is the core of it is getting to make household decisions I just feel like this girlie is probably feeling like she doesn't have any control and she's trying to find a way to get some control. Yeah. And I, I don't think the mom's an asshole, but I also don't feel like this was a really good example of like household decisions. But I do think that like once you are older and like living with your parents or parent in this case, like you still have to respect that like, yeah, I don't think like, the mom and her equal if she's not contributing anything. I think if like the daughter was, they were contributing the same amount and like they were going in on this together, that'd be like a different kind of thing because it's like, you're both adults, you're both working, you're doing stuff. And I don't feel like it needs to be this like toxic thing of like, well, I'm the mom. I get to say everything you do. It's more of like, okay, we're choosing to live together, but where the mom is like the sole provider, I think it's goes back to like basic like home, dynamic and so i don't think she's an asshole but i also feel like her daughter maybe just needs a little love and like she needs, some she needs something to maybe feel like she's in control yeah of. yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent love that okay thank you lovely okay next one am i the asshole what <laughs> that title yeah i was a little confused i took two thousand dollars to get off the plane and came home late oh i know where this is going okay delta gave me two thousand dollars to skip my flight this is two thousand dollars that can be spent anywhere 
The flight looked like it was going to be can- to get canceled anyway. So I did it. So I now have $1,000 and a hotel stay. My fiancé is mad at me because I chose the money over coming home. But it looked like the flight was going to be canceled. Not to mention I called once and texted once to ask her my, her, ask her my opinion or ask for her opinion. And she didn't answer either, so I had to make the decision by myself. She claims because she has been in a semi-depressed state the last few days, it is crazy of me to ever make that decision. She has not communicated to me well enough how bad she was really she really is right now. Last night when we spoke, and she, last night we spoke, and she seemed better. Am I the asshole? I say no. Get that coin. Get that money. If it was two grand, I'd be like, stay as long as no, you need. No, the thing is, like, no matter how depressed I am, if I'm at, so, say I'm at home, depressed, lonely, but I knew Andy was gonna get two thousand dollars. I would say, I said, as long as I'm sweetie, getting to spend some of that money, sweetie, as long as you, as long as you give me five hundred bucks of it, you stay. Well, and I think, <laughs> I think if there had been better communication on her part and his, like if he would have maybe understand the severity of it, that's a different thing. But if she didn't answer the call or text and he was like, when we spoke, it sounded like you were doing better. Like that's my misunderstanding, but you never chimed in. It wasn't like she texted back and was like, don't do it. And then he did. Then that would be asshole. Yeah. It's not giving asshole. It's not giving asshole. Get that coin, sweetie. Get that coin. Okay. Am I refusing? Oh, sorry. Am I the asshole for refusing to babysit for my best friend? I, 28 female, and Mia, 34 female, have been best friends for 11 years. I love her like a sister, and until now, we've never fallen out. Neither of us has family close by or a wide circle of friends, so I really want to try and resolve this issue as best I can. About five years ago, Mia told me that if she hadn't met a man by the time she turned 35, she would go the sperm donor route and become a single mother. That time has now arrived, so she's planning on starting the IVF process and getting pregnant next year. I fully support her decision, and I think she'll make an incredible parent with or without a partner. The problem started a couple months ago when she casually mentioned over dinner that her future baby will love spending time with their auntie. I laughed and reminded her that I have never had any maternal instincts, so the three of us will need to hang out as a trio because I'll be... I'll be new to being an auntie. She asked what I meant, so I clarified I wouldn't be babysitting as I'm not comfortable being responsible for small children on my own, but I would happily spend time with both of them together. Mia went quiet and then moved the conversation along, so I didn't think much else of it. Fast forward to yesterday, we were in her car, and Mia unexpectedly launches into a story about her friend in Spain who also used a sperm donor to become a single mother, and her friendship circle have been helping look after her baby so she can continue building her career. Mia then said, having a strong female support network is important when raising children. I love that we would do anything for each other. I noticed she was putting a big emphasis on childcare, so again, I reminded her I wouldn't be able to babysit, but I was quick to let her know I would support her in any other way I could. I told her I could cook, clean, keep her company, be at the hospital, buy her children, buy her child whatever they need, anything outside of babysitting solo. She laughed and said, it's so funny. You have no idea how much you're going to love this baby. You'll enjoy taking care of your own godchild more than you realize. Alarm bells were going off, so I immediately took a blunt tone and told her, it's not going to be my kid, it's hers, and I'm not comfortable with the responsibility of looking after a baby on my own. I have sensory issues and anxiety. Screaming kids make me panic in a big way. 
I'm not doing it and I'm not changing my mind. She genuinely looked hurt and said most people would do anything to help out a single mom and she couldn't understand why I wouldn't want to do this for her. She also said it's worrying and abnormal for me to be so nervous about looking after a baby and mentioned she doesn't have anyone else to help. So this has come as a horrible surprise. She dropped me home and we haven't spoken since. I feel awful about all of it. Am I the asshole? Damn. That's a lot. She's absolutely not an asshole. I just want to start that off. She isn't. And here's the reason why is this whole time I was thinking, I was like, imagine if like you or like any of my other friends or even family pond, like not pond, just like expected me just a beck and call. You know what I mean? It's the expectations. When you have expectations of others, that's when you're going to be let down. Yeah. And I feel like the girl who wrote this in had very clear boundaries and had told her that multiple times and she just refused to listen. And I just think that it's unfair for her friend to be like, well, I'm having a baby. Like, I expect you to do this. Like, this girl, you shouldn't have expected anything from her so that like when you have this baby and she's doing helping you cook, clean, do the hospital things. Like you're so grateful because now it's like you're giving ungrateful vibes. And I do agree that it takes like a community and like it takes a village to raise a child and having that extra help is amazing. But that help can't come from being forced, especially when she's like, I'll do anything but that. And so I just think that's kind of crazy that she was like expecting such like, Oh, you're going to be spending so much time with her. I feel like her friend's kind of an asshole. Yeah. No, 100% I agree. I just like, that's just like really interesting that she was putting so much expectation on her best friend to like well, take care of her baby. Yeah. And it's like, I get going like, um, like doing it on your own is incredibly hard. Like any single parents out there, I just want you to know you Shout are amazing. You, you deserve the world. Like, I truly do not know how you do it because I will be the first to say like Celsius is an amazing dad and I'm so grateful and it's still like there's days where I'm like this is hard yeah and like to always have to be on I definitely get it and so I get where her friends like yeah it does take a village and it's probably looking for that but again you can't put it on people who are like not willing yeah. and wanting to be a part of it. So that Did, sucks. Okay. Question. I think I missed it. Did she having the kid out of like what, like how did the kid come about? She's going the sperm donor route. Okay. I missed that. I missed that part. Cause yeah. I was like, did she have like a one night stand? Did she have an ex who broke up with her? Like I was just like wondering. No, she went sperm donor route. Okay. Then the- this is like, this furthers my point, which like, okay. You can't just, like, expect people to, like, be there to, like, clean up your decisions. You know what I mean? Like, she fully knew what she's getting herself into, being, like, a single parent. Like, that's a hard situation. And, like, to expect, like, your friends and family just to kind of, like, pick up after your own decision making that's a lot to expect out of someone well i know she said it said they they both don't have a lot of family they don't have any family around and they don't have a like a big circle of friends it's like their own but (laughs) again it's like if that was something i think that should have been a conversation before so that she wasn't disappointed like they just need to be in a relationship (laughs) i'm going to be doing this and i'm thinking that like since i'm going this route i would really need to rely on you okay so yeah i don't think she's the asshole and that's all I'm going to say on that. I agree with you. 
Okay, oh. time for my last one. Am I the asshole for telling my kids the real reason me and her father are divorced? I, 38 female, have a 15, 12, 9, and 6-year-old daughters. Me and their father got divorced when my youngest was just two years old. My ex-husband had an affair with my sister. <gasps> Shut up. Shut up. That's actually really vile. It's her younger sister, too. <gasps> so she's 38. Her sister's 35. Oh my God. My ex-husband and my sister had been sneaking around my back and I had found out when I came home early off of, from, uh, early from my shift. They gave me every excuse in the books. I had waited it out for the sake of my kids to see if my ex-husband would stop. Six months later, the affair was still going on. <gasps> Shut <laughs> up. This has got, oh my this God. Is, this is crazy. I didn't realize it was this crazy. This is <laughs> I saw the title and I was like, this will be good. And it had a lot of likes too. Wow. So I served my ex with divorce papers. But here's the real thing. My sister, a.k.a. my daughter's stepmom. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Had Shut been, up. Had been telling my daughters how I was the one who broke up the marriage. I found this out when my six-year-old daughter came up to me crying, asking why I had broke her family up. Her sister is a bitch. Okay, she's the asshole her sister is. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> I was so confused, so I asked her more questions. She told me about how my sister had been saying I cheated on their father and more bullshit. I had called the rest of my daughters downstairs and asked them to tell me what their stepmom had been saying. Uh, they proceeded, and they proceeded to tell me everything. So I, I had told my daughters the truth. I could tell <laughs> they didn't believe me at first until I told them to ask their grandparents and father what had really happened. My daughters had went back to their father's house this past weekend when I had gotten a call from him calling me all types of names in the book and him asking why I wanted to ruin him and our daughter's relationship. He hung up and no less than 10 minutes later, my phone was being blown up by calling me all these names in the book and saying how I am such a shitty mother. So am I the asshole? Girl, 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 girl. Hit your hit your sister and your ex husband with the car <laughs> like dead ass. That is insane. Not only were they cheating, but then got married. I'm like, that's. Wow. I'm like, her daughters like. That makes more sense that your dad was cheating on your mom with your aunt, and that's why they're married. Instead of like your mom cheated, and then I started dating your father. Like, be so for real. But like those girls were just like going off of like what their like what their parents had told them like. Their mom, up until that point, had not told them anything different. And then they're hearing from their stepmom, a.k.a. also their aunt. That's so vile. About, like, how their mom is, like, cheating. Like, they would take that, like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And so it's, like, this is where divorce gets really, really tricky. But this situation is very unique. Very unique. Because the is stepmom... Is it very unique because a girl in our high school went through the same thing? Who? You don't... I will say this. She wore spoons as earrings. And if you don't know who that is, <laughs> wait, she, okay. Yes, she I did. know who she is, but because she what? told us in Mr. Grosh's class, she was like, yeah, Not my sister, she said, yeah, my sister started sleeping with my other sister's husband and they are now together after like they had already had kids together. And she said, and my, the sister who had married the husband was so offended that her other sister didn't want to come to like Thanksgiving or something. She was like, oh, that's so gosh. messed up. And we were all like, girly pop, your sister's insane. One for dating and 
sleeping with your sister's husband, marrying him, and then being mad that people are upset about that. So, I mean, it oh, is unique, I mean, but it has, it has little, happened a little. family was a little kooky. Yeah, I'm just saying that is okay, disgusting. But I, the fact that you remember those details from literally our junior year of high school, that's like almost 10 years ago. That was our senior year. No, that was our junior year. Mr. Grosh was senior year junior. because I crashed my car senior, senior no, year of high school. Senior year, senior year was U.S. government. Mr. Grosh taught U.S. history, and that's 11th grade in Utah. Don't argue with me on that one. No, it's... I, I literally studied history teaching in, in college. The curriculum is U.S. history is 11th grade, and he taught U.S. history. Okay, but I crashed my car when I had Mr. Grosh, and that was in senior year. Or wait, no, it wasn't. You're right. It was junior year, and he just saw me on the side of the road senior year. Yeah. Embarrassing. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I did remember it because it was so shocking. I'd never heard anything like that before. I love that you remember that. That is crazy. I'm just saying right now, (laughs) if if any of my sisters ever cheated on their husbands with Celsius and then proceeded to marry Celsius... I would never speak to them again. Like they would have no contact with my children because I'm like that. That well, is literally that's a little extreme, but that's disgusting. But like, that's crazy. Like that is like, that like, is disgusting. Oh my gosh. To I think about believe. that. And also the fact that her sister, her sister was lying to the, her children. Yeah. Her sister's that got is, some issues no, and she, she needs to be checked into an need, institution. Amen. Amen to that. Wow. Absolutely. And then for the dad to be like, pissed she should all she had to say was then tell your wife to stop running her mouth because if she never said anything no one would have ever needed to know anything but she started the lies i set them straight so shut the f up and never speak to me again i'm glad the mom like stood her ground because like it's like no you she wants to like let her daughters know that's not what happened i feel like she she has every right to do that no she absolutely does does my microphone sound off to you I feel like it sounds off, but whatever. It's, I think it's working good. Okay. Um, this is my last one. Am I the asshole for not letting friends from out of town stay at my home? Mm, okay. My 30, she's a 30 female boyfriend, 35 male, has two friends who live in another state. Let's call them Jack and Liz. They want to come visit us in our state with their four children, ages ranging Ooh. from five to 10. I Oof. live in the downtown area of our city while my boyfriend lives one hour away in the suburbs. My house is close to where I go to school full time, about a five minute walk and, and also close to where I work. 10 minute walk from my first job, 10 minute dr- drive from my second job. Okay. She's a busy girl. I live with my three dogs and because of my busy schedule, I have a dog walker come every day to feed and take care for them. When Jack and Liz come to visit with their kids, they are asking to stay at my house. Here's the thing, though. They want me to leave my house so that their family can stay here with complete privacy. I think it's also worth noting that I have never met or spoken to Jack and Liz before. They are my boyfriend's friends and not mine. Also, they are originally from our city, so they have parents and family members who still live here. They seem pretty wealthy, mostly because my... Oh, mostly because they tell my boyfriend that they are. Liz is a stay-at-home mom and has never worked before because Jack has a, has had multiple inheritance from deceased family members, and he brags about his high-paying job. They also own about 10 rental properties that they collect oh my passive gosh. income from. Believe they bought these houses from with the inheritances. Before I met Jack, Liz did also not did not work because her family was wealthy and they supported her. The thing is my commute to work and school. I only have one 
or both seven days a week, oh, I have one or both seven days a week, is over an hour each way from my boyfriend's house in the suburbs. I already have had such long days that changing my commute to be two plus hours a day, even for a week, is giving me anxiety with all of the stuff I have going on between work and school. Also, I don't have anyone to walk my dogs at my boyfriend's house. And even if I were to hire a dog walker, he doesn't want a stranger having access to enter his house. Finally, it would just be really uncomfortable to have to leave my own home. And I'm also nervous about having young children running around my house when I'm not there and my home is not childproof. So am I the asshole? My boyfriend seems disappointed in me because I'm not opening my home to his friends and I'm already making a bad impression on them. He also thinks that I'm doing this because I'm deciding to not like them based on what I know about them just what I've heard from him. Stuff like they're always asking to use my streaming logins, but keep logging me out. When their dogs get old, they abandon them at shelters so they can make room for new puppies. I do not think that kind of stuff bothers me, but I think even if it were my own friends making this housing request, I would tell them to get a hotel or stay at their parents' house. Edit to add, my boyfriend lost both his parents young when he was 16 and 22, and he doesn't have siblings or much extended family. He considers his friends from high school as family. I'm trying to be sensitive to a situation because essentially he thinks that I should be more accommodating to his friends since they are his family. Edit number two, regarding their past actions for their family pets, I find it absolutely abhorrent. I don't know if that's the right abhorrent. word. Um when they, I've brought it up, I've been told that I'm out of line because I don't have family or slash children. My boyfriend thinks any criticism of their actions towards their pets is criticism of those as parents, which since I don't have kids, I shouldn't be allowed to voice my opinions on stuff I don't know about. My boyfriend thinks that at least two of the abandoned dogs may have been attributed towards postpartum depression since they were both within a year of baby being born. However, I feel like that fact that animal family members were the victims, this is still abhorrent family behavior or family or just behavior wow wow okay there's a lot that was a lot okay i feel like the boyfriend should just have them at his house well they just want to stay downtown though because he lives in the suburbs okay like it's not her responsibility it's not her responsibility at all. I'm sorry. She has things to do. She's in school. She has two jobs. She has three dogs. She's in an apartment. Like how much, how big is his place? This is my, this is my thing. I feel like if I'm coming from out of town, I never expect to just be immediately taken care of. Like I will find somewhere to stay. And if someone offers it to us, that's a different story. And also, I just feel like that would be so weird if I'm coming into town that I'm like, I expect this girly who I've never met before to give up her entire apartment for me and my children and be fine with like, that is so weird to me that they would want to even have that expectation to the fact that they have other family nearby. It's like girly pop, then ask them first. And then, yeah, that's just giving me such weird vibes. And it's like, again, if you have the money, you're inconveniencing this woman. If she and her boyfriend lived five minutes away and it was just like, oh, can like one of you guys just stay with each other? But to be like, oh, can you stay an hour away? And then the fact that her boyfriend is like not understanding, giving me ick. Yeah. 
No, honestly, I think this is like kind of a red flag for her about her boyfriend. Like, look, I know it's like his close family. Like he will not at least close friends who he considers family. But that does not mean that she has to uproot her whole life, her routine, her dogs, her school schedule, her work schedule. Like that's a lot to ask of someone to completely let the like strangers live with her. But I'll live with her, like live in her space. And she has to move out to the suburbs an hour away from everything that she has. Yeah, it it is very weird. And it's like, why is he mad? Like if he wants to be like, well, we want to spend time together. You guys are still staying an hour away from each other. Exactly. So that doesn't also, make sense. Like have them stay with your house if they want to see you. And that's why they're coming. And they literally have family that like still live in the area. Yeah, like, why no, can't live with, it's, like, with their family. It's weird. I don't like I, that. She is not the asshole. And honestly, them giving up their elderly dogs, I have never heard of that. I have never heard of them people giving up their elderly dogs to the pound. I mean, I've never sad. been an animal person, so like, like I've also never heard of that. But I do think that that's just that's kind sad. of messed up. Like, like that, like it's like you like they live with you for their whole life, and then when they get old and like decrepit okay time to go to the pound like there's more humane ways to handle that and also just like being kinder to these animals who've been with your family for so long i just that's well then it's like then don't get a new pet just to turn around if it's like oh we can't handle this isn't an older dog a little bit easier than a puppy yeah they're a little less energy they're more yeah the math ain't mathin with that uh with that uh logic i'm not even the biggest dog person but that made me sad for those dogs that makes me me really sad like like thinking about like the dog that i grew up with like just taking him to the pound when he just got old i literally like i'm like getting emotional like that is so sad yeah that's really messed up this really run for your life run for the hills i'm seeing red flags after red flag time for you to head on out block numbers change your address change your name change your address and give it to them (laughs) (laughs) um yeah anyways that's all what we have for you guys today um we hope you guys enjoyed another segment of am Am i I the the asshole Asshole? because we do man these stories really get me going i honestly could do this all the time no there should be a whole separate podcast pumping (laughs) it gets me i'm ready to rage i'm like i want to meet all of these people in person and just be like who do you think you are? It's like crazy. Who do who you think do you are? Who do you think you are? Beautiful. Who do you think you Okay. Are? Well, on, on that note, guys, with that beautiful send off from Mr. Parker Wood, Mr. we Wood. love you guys. We hope you have an amazing day. Thank you for tuning in. And we We just just spilled spilled the tea. tea. Goodbye. Goodbye.